weiß Bescheid. Welcome to the most forward-thinking, inspirational podcast on the planet. Prepare to reevaluate everything you've been taught. start this one off with a huge shout out to you guys over on the instagram account we posted a photo we created a meme it's what's his name from the office and on the whiteboard it says children who were raised in chaos become adults who were triggered by peace and in the comment section uh, and this is something that i haven't seen in a long time in a lot of accounts you know we pushed for this, and it was it was really heartwarming to see. It was really good. It was great to see. The content that came from everyone simply observing it. We had, uh, specifically, we had an account. Me, with my paw friends, told a story. And it was, it was a, clearly it was an emotional story. She said, and if you're listening, thank you for commenting. Two years after a heart transplant, my mom said, I never wanted a third child, which was me. But then you came. And not only that, you had a heart failure also. I've wondered my whole life with a sense of not being loved as a daughter. Why they even had me. A bad accident, apparently. Thank you for putting your words into something so obvious, but I guess somewhat forbidden to talk about out loud. And this was just a, a general statement, of, of, like a, a person reading a post, making a comment, and just putting out into the ethos. Their perception, their opinion. And I remember a time where somebody like this would have gotten eaten alive in, in, in brutality or, or arrogance or ignorance or anything like that. I mean, social media, by nature isn't the most kind place to share truths about yourself. But subsequently after that post, you guys all came in and each and every one of you shared a piece of uplifting power. In other words, because she put this out there, she then received back tenfold. And whether that helps somebody or not, I'm not 100% sure. I'm, you know, I don't know per se, but I do know that it was a very, very specific changing of the guard. Uh, obvious to me, you know, social media has then, it's, it's, it's changing. And it's really cool. It's just really cool to see. I'm, you know, there's definitely a place for sarcasm, wit, and all that sort of stuff. But this was a place, this was something that called for, she wasn't asking for attention, she wasn't saying anything, she just simply put out her feelings in a place where they were warranted. And a bunch of people replied and gave her props, kudos. They told their story. Everybody shared and bonded. Honestly, I loved it. I loved it. 
and thank you guys. Thank you to everyone who contributed. Uh, thank you guys um, for that, um, for lifting my spirits as well uh, by reading all that. And, you know, there's not a lot of stuff. Sometimes things go by the wayside. And if you guys are trying to reach us on the Instagram, uh, be consistent. We don't see everything. There's four inboxes, so we don't see it all. Um, we don't even see everything that goes on the posts. Uh, you'd think we would, you know, but sometimes the Instagram just says, you know, this person commented, that person commented, and some don't show up. So it's it's easy to miss them, and, and we don't intend to. We do want to talk to If you want to talk to us, we want to talk to you. I don't know. It's a <laughs> social media. Speaking of social media, now we got Twitter back, eh? Elon Musk. I mean, geez, I could go into massive amounts. That's a, that's a whole other podcast, Elon Musk. Actually, we talked about it over on the um, the BTF podcast, the real uh, the real BTF podcast has come back. Tony and I are back. We are in full swing. You can check out uh, the webpage, uh, therealbtfpodcast.com. Uh, and you can check out Instagram.com forward slash the real BTF. There are no photos, but there are links to the podcast. The podcast is up and it is propagating. It will be more readily available once we've got probably 10 episodes down. But we are also switching over to uh, Riverside.fm uh, for our live streaming. We're going to attempt to go on to YouTube <laughs> uh, and we will be also going on to Patreon for uh, BTF After Dark, which is all the stuff that got us banned in the first place, which now in today's day and age might not get us banned because back then we sounded like lunatics. But right now, this is like two years later. The world has opened up. People are talking about stuff. And this is, I mean, it's its its amazing because again, you know, I sounded crazy. I still do. And I enjoy it. But I did a lot more <laughs> back then. You know, and it's really hard to express to, to somebody else what's happening, what's going on, or what you perceive to be going on, especially when you're coming from a different place. Now, over the past two years, I've done an absolute astronomical amount of soul searching, inner work. I don't know, you know, whatever you want to call it. I mean, I went from being a quote unquote sales coach, business coach, life coach to uh, fully embracing mysticism, you know, fully embracing uh, the fifth dimension, fully embracing all this other stuff. Does that make me crazy? Not really, because it explains a lot. And then when you sort of see it, you, you say it and you do more and you be more and you create more and you tie it all in. Because at the end of the day, in the third dimension, you're talking about, I want to make more money. I want a big house. I want a, I want a beautiful wife. I want a gorgeous husband. I want a white picket fence. I want two and a half kids. In the fifth dimension, you realize that everything here is just stuff. Um, and we're having experiences. Even your kids and your parents, you know, it's all just stuff. It's all just experiences. It's When you can string these together and have more of a fundamental base as to kind of who you are, where you are and what you're doing. It kind of brings a lot more joy into the experience that we're having. Uh, Alan Watts said it best that, you know, not wanting to have a negative experience is the negative experience in the negative experience, as opposed to a negative experiencing a negative experience occurring and you just being the observer of it. Because again, we give power to everything. We decide what's negative and we decide what's positive. Um, and, and, you know, that's your perspective. That is, that is perspective. That's why, you know, if, if you're standing there and, and, and somebody murders your best friend, you know, that's a negative experience. But if your best friend was 
out murdering people and you didn't know about it and the person that murdered that person just saved the lives of a bunch of other people and avenged the death of somebody else by perspective that person's a hero <laughs> there's a bit of a tangent there so again it comes down to perspective and having this conversation having a conversation of third dimension to fifth dimension um, I mean the, the greatest gap between the two obviously is, is the fourth dimension and if you think about third dimension you're thinking about height weight um, sorry, height, depth, and, and width. Those are the three dimensions. So with regards to a person, you know, you know how tall, how wide, and how thick they are. With regards to a location, you know roughly the crossroads, the north and the south, the east and the west, and what floor you're supposed to be on. Meet me on 4th Avenue and 22nd, uh, or 4th Avenue and whatever. I don't even know how they cross it. 4th Avenue and 21st, is that a thing? Probably on the fourth floor of the the building, you know, so you're, you're adding dimensions and then you add time. Cause what time are you supposed to get there? This is the fourth dimension. The fourth dimension is time uh, specifically in your generic dimensions, but in all dimensions, the fourth dimension is time. So what's the fifth dimension? The fifth dimension is understanding mindsets, uh, spirituality, Comprehending that every single thing that we're here is not necessarily what it's supposed to be, but that we are aware of what it was allowed us to see past and to grow. So I've had this conversation and right there, this wasn't very clear because it's been a very long day. I mean, it's only three o'clock Eastern and we are recording, but it's, it's been a long day, but I wanted to get this out because I haven't spoken in a while and there was so much that I did want to talk about. I mean, I can go on, but now, um, to to not run off on these constant tangents that I often do. Um, there are people stuck crossing between the third and the fourth and the fifth and understanding things and seeing things new. And it's happening more and more, obviously, right now these days. And how do you explain this to somebody? How do you explain to them what it is that you're seeing if you're coming from a different dimensional stance or if you're coming from a stance of different knowledge? You know, how do you explain somebody who's in trigonometry, level 12 trigonometry? You know, there's a lot of steps that they have to go through. And there's a lot of people right now that are, that are crossing over, that are seeing things for what they are. And again, that, that are making me sound less crazy when I'm more congruent with my words. But I had this conversation with a client of mine and we were equating it to the compression chamber. So when you're in a lower atmosphere, uh, scuba diving, you had to get into that suit, wetsuit, much like a meat suit. When you came into this environment, you got into the meat suit. So when you got into the wetsuit, you went down and you scuba dived and then you went up, you came up too fast or you woke up too fast. You understood things too quickly. I'm going both metaphors at the same time here. So you come up too fast. You come out of the third dimension and into the fifth dimension really fast. And... What happens there is you feel pain. You truly do. When you come crashing into the fifth dimension, you see it. You see it real, real clear. And it makes you look crazy. To yourself, not to anybody else. I'm just talking about to yourself. And for you to, to neutralize or to level out from coming up too fast, from crashing into this dimension after, after spending so much time in the third dimension... It's the equivalent of you having to put yourself back into a compression chamber. And this is a chamber that is 
designed to simulate, in this analogy, the third dimension. In the real world, it's designed to simulate lower pressure, lower atmospheres. So you stand there in the fifth dimension inside your chamber filled with third dimension juice because you can never go back to the third dimension. Like once you see it, once you see what it is, once you see what's going on, it's like pieces of your past will be rewritten. Understanding and comprehension of yourself will be rewritten. Rewritten. We written love. Was it marriage? What was that? Was that quote, ladies and gentlemen? You guys know the Princess Bride. Love, true love. <laughs> Somebody told me that they didn't like that movie once. I'm like, you're out of your mind. It's literally the perfect movie. So to find yourself in the fifth dimension and understanding things and looking out the window and going, that's kind of scary, right? But you're safe in your compression chamber. That's where a lot of people are right now. Separated from the world, separated from the dimensions because you can't go back to the third and you're not quite ready to step into the fifth, but you've come crashing through as opposed to inching your way up. Some people have done that too. Um, you know, and when you're kind of alone, this is one of the greatest analogies I like because when you're alone in this chamber, you understand that you're seeing things through the window. You understand that you're, you know, you're part of it but you feel completely removed from it. And who do you talk to? Who do you see? You know, I've had, I've had numerous people recently ask me about speaking engagements and will I go back and speak? And pre the whole COVID thing, you know, I was definitely life coaching, business coaching, sales coaching, and it was very easy to do. Um, it wasn't my favorite thing to do, but it was very easy to do. And now I did one event and I've been, since that event, I've been asked to do four more, which is really cool, uh, except for I've turned them all down because at the very first event, I realized I can't do this. So unless I'm being asked to speak on something that I'm truly passionate about, it, it just wouldn't work anymore. And that's kind of one of those things where it's really nice to be asked. And I know eventually I will be asked to speak on this. It'll be at a conference, you know, a specific type of conference, a specific type of people. It'll be a lot of fun to get out there and to be able to speak to the tune of what you like, what you're good at, what you can authoritate yourself towards and make up words as you go. It is amazing when you accept that no matter what we do, every single thing is truly inevitable. Um, another conversation that I was having with a girlfriend of mine, she was saying, um, she doesn't understand kind of what I'm talking about. And I get that. I get, I mean, I could be aggressive uh, in how I speak and what I speak. I, I also speak quickly <laughs> a lot of the time, but it, um, she was saying like, I don't think I'll get it. And I said, well, it's inevitable that you will because you want to. And she's more into fitness. And, and when she said to me, um, you know, I make a, I make a joke. She's, she's a hundred percent adamant that, you know, you won't lose weight from cardio. You gotta, you gotta do diet. And we all know that it's diet and cardio, but I like busting her balls. Um, and I said to her, I'm like, it's an inevitability. My desire is to be a healthier version of myself. Therefore, even if I flat out denounce everything that you have to say right now, it will eventually become true to me simply because everything that I will do will lead me to the information that you have. If I firmly believe that cardio is the only way to lose weight, I'm going to sit there, I'm going to eat whatever I want, and then I'm going to do my, I'm going to do hours and hours and hours of cardio. And then I'm going to realize that, uh, you know, I can't do all those hours of cardio. I've got things to do. 
And then I'm going to realize I can't eat all this McDonald's or Wendy's or whatever. Nobody eats McDonald's. I take that back. I can't eat all this crap food, this this Uber Eats, and then get on the treadmill or go for a walk because it's just terrifying. It puts me to sleep. So naturally, your mind is like, well, let's eat a little bit healthier, get a little bit more energy, and go expand that on, on being cardio. Everything's inevitable. When you decide to set yourself on a path, you are going to fail, fail, fail until you succeed. You want proof of that? Any language you speak or that you can walk. These are two things that, you know, you put your mind to it and you just get up and go. So this is one of those things where the spirituality, once you put your mind towards the spirituality, once you put your mind towards the comprehension that you can really tap into or that you understand that there's something much bigger than us. And I mean, I mean much bigger. I mean, like every single thing that's involved in the world in which we currently reside is part of the world in which we currently reside. Which means if you want to gripe about Elon Musk, if you want to gripe about Johnny Depp, if you want to gripe about uh, Joey Snowflake, uh, Mr. Mr. Biden, uh, you know, if you want to, if you want to talk about Ghislaine Maxwell, I mean, these are all the things that are the bridge. These are all the things that are the gap. These are all the things that are going to make so little sense to you that you have to clearly step into it. You see all these people right now. You know, there's the statement, and I've seen this floating around. Why would Elon Musk buy Twitter for $45 billion when he could have, quote-unquote, saved, you know, solved world hunger or whatever? And it's funny because, you know, people are pointing the finger at Elon Musk, and that is a very valid, interesting question. But why do our governments spend trillions of dollars on war and not solve world hunger? Right? Why do we accept the story that we've been told with regards to all of it. So one question will inevitably lead to another. Why does, why does, why does, why does world hunger exist in the first place? How can we live in a spot where world hunger and obesity are like the, in the top five of things that kill people? It's got nothing to do with money. It's got nothing to really got nothing to do with hunger. It's got everything to do with, with, with awareness, becoming aware of the things that you need to become aware of. And that's you, the observer. That's not the person that's starving. And, in that scenario, in that situation, they are the observer. But do they even know that they're starving? Right? Are they only starving because we've put our perception on it? Like Sally Struthers back in the day, you would see her over in, in uh, I don't know, uh, UNICEF something, Save the Children. Just for a dollar a day, you can sponsor little tiny Tim. And the thing is, like, she, like our perspective, the North American perspective, is she's over there saving the kids. Or this organization, I'm sure it's not just her. Saving the kids. But then it turned out to be all fraud, adopt a child and all that sort of stuff, a dollar a day. That was just fraud. They were just taking the money. But the thing is, you know, we're putting our North American spin on that. Those people look terrible. They look so hungry. They look so sad. Meanwhile, this camera crew just showed up out of nowhere. These people aren't miserable. Sure, by North American standards, they would be. They would appear that way. But they don't have indoctrination camps. They don't have schools. They don't have to go and sit in these colonial brainwashing camps and believe these things. You know, that's another thing that society has a hard time with. They don't believe that they can be brainwashed. The majority of society does not believe that they can be brainwashed. Meanwhile, we've all seen, we've all gone to a show where somebody went up on stage in high school or wherever, anywhere. I think 99% of us have seen somebody go on stage and get hypnotized and bark like a dog. If one guy can do that to you, 
right? And then everybody could say, well, it's not just, you know, that would never happen to me. And honestly, I don't think I could ever get hypnotized, but maybe I could, you know, with regards to that guy on stage. But the truth of the matter is when we don't know what unhypnosis is or we, when we don't know what it's like not to be hypnotized, we're living in a perpetual state of hypnosis. If every company out there works for, I don't know, let's say Vanguard or BlackRock, let's just assume, just arbitrarily making up names here. Um, if they all have the same overlord and they're all pushing the same message and that message is no longer lining up with certain groups of people, then that's a mass awakening. That's a mass awareness, right? But what are we waking up from? Hypnosis. If one guy can hypnotize somebody on stage, every single thing you've ever been influenced throughout your entire life can easily hypnotize you, right? Look at how much we loved MTV Cribs and Pimp My Ride. We would watch that shit incessantly. Hilarious. But here we are now wishing that we had more money, more this, more that. And it's just one of those things, you know, it's one of those things. It, like the money thing really, really irks me on this stage, you know, because yes, we need it. Yes, we've lived so long in this realm and this reality that it's come, become part and parcel with what we need, but it, it shouldn't be the be all end all. It shouldn't be the objective. You shouldn't sit there and go, how am I going to make money today? You should sit there and go, what can I create today that will bring value to somebody who may or may not want to share their wealth with me. And that may sound woo woo juju for sure. But what I mean to say is I'm seeing all these ads everywhere. And this drives me nuts because like my number one thing that I'm the best at (laughs) is toot toot is curing anxiety and depression in people with their minds, not drugs. And when you see these mental health gurus or what have you all over the internet saying, come join our five day program for free. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. You're just looking at that and and you're just looking at this marketing. And this is the kind of stuff that really drives me nuts. And this is a third dimensional thought process. It's how can I get this person to gain some benefit and then need me afterwards and then pay me. Like it's like your drug dealer, you know, your first hits free. And then, and then after that, this is where we get you. I, I live in a world where I want to give absolutely everything away. And I do. For the most part, I give away absolutely as much as I possibly can. So what's the difference between my strategy and somebody who's coming out, you know, straightforward? I firmly believe that in, I firmly believe in abundance, first of all. And I believe that there are per se, it's just arbitrarily, let's use numbers. If there's 10,000 people that are willing to raise their hands and ask for help, on that number alone, there's probably 100 people that have the mindset to help. So if 10,000 people are looking for help and there's only a hundred people that are willing to help or have the capacity to help speak, create, produce, because a lot of people are still trapped in fear. A lot of people, and some aren't. The numbers are, are, are grand. So you, there, you've got abundance everywhere in this realm, in this reality. And if you want to help, if you want to be somebody who is helping, if you've got the ability to help, then stand up. But don't be afraid of giving business to somebody else or connecting with somebody else. I mean, I mean, we are the mental mastery Alliance over here as well. We, I hand out clients everywhere because there's certain people that would do better with certain, with other clients. But for me, I never want to put out an ad that says, come work with us. I never want to do that because I mean, the thing is, if you do you right, and if you live in abundance and in the fifth dimension with regards to finance, not worrying about finance, there are small things that you'll do. 
my investments take care of certain things. How did I get to have investments? Well, I learned because I knew I needed to make more money than what I could physically make in an hour. I wanted security. I wanted this, that, and the other thing. And other people were already doing it. So I asked some people and I learned and I grew and I started with nothing and, and became something and created something. When I say something, I mean a mental state of confidence. My own personal level of what I see and believe in myself allows me to project and produce for other people who may need that that beacon. And I'm seeing it more and more now where people are like, come, check us out, come do this, come do that. And the truth of the matter is, if you're somebody who already has their hand up or, or, or is willing to ask for help, you've been looking. And that shit comes across as cheesy because you've been looking, whether consciously or subconsciously, you've been looking for somebody to follow, somebody to relate to. And when you yourself decide that there's more to it, you need more, you need, you want some, if somebody out there wanted one-on-one time with me, if you right now, I'm going to say this, ladies and gentlemen, if you right now want some one-on-one time with me, send us a message, info at the Mental Mastery Alliance. Um, what's the worst that could happen, right? And that's what I'm talking about. So anyone that's out there that 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 is trying to push this stuff and sell this stuff, especially for anti-anxiety, anti-depression, I don't like the idea of making money off that. And it's a shame that, you know, all of corporate America comes down to that. Imagine, it's not only it comes down to it. In the third dimension, you're created. It that's That whole scenario is created. Insecurity, that's where, that's, imagine how many people, or imagine how many companies would go out of business if everyone woke up tomorrow morning feeling amazing about themselves, no matter what they look like, right? We've been tricked. We've been tricked from day one. And that's the greatest cure to anxiety and depression. The biggest number one cure. And it's hard to get there-ish. Maybe it's not. But the actual realization that the only reason you're depressed and or have anxiety is because you've been told a story and a story that goes against who you truly know to be. Therefore, if you are suffering from anxiety or depression currently right now, it kind of means you're hyper-intelligent or you're on a path to become aware of something that's much bigger than all of us. Because those that completely drink the Kool-Aid don't suffer from anxiety and depression. There isn't a single person that, you know, watches Maury Povich and keeping up with the Kardashians that is actively impressed unless they're playing the role of that character where I need to be depressed because I saw it on TV. Right? True depression, true, authentic, real depression is your soul reaching out and saying enough is enough. Let's stop playing this game. Let's let's start asking bigger questions. Anyway, there's a lot that I got, you know, got off my chest on this episode, but it, 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 it's phenomenal. And next week we're going to be talking about toxic femininity, uh, which I absolutely love because I love the idea of toxic masculinity and toxic femininity and how everything's been bastardized with regards to all of that and how everyone's still, no matter what, whether it's toxic masculinity, toxic femininity, everybody's pointing the finger at somebody else. Right? That's crazy. Anyway, we'll get into that one next week. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, this has been a lot of fun. We have a few new promotions up. um, So head over to the exclusive offers on TheMentalMasteryAlliance.com. If you're not following us on on Instagram, please do come say hello. If you are following us on Instagram, please say hello. It's nice to hear from you. Uh, And yeah, man, what a day. What a beauty. I think what's today? I don't even know. I don't even know what the days are anymore. It must be Wednesday. Today's got to be Wednesday. Ladies and gentlemen, in the infamous words of Red Green, keep your stick on the ice. 
Thank you for listening to today's Mental Mastery Alliance podcast. Let the team know you're listening by using the hashtag MMA and Mental Mastery Alliance. Want more motivation? Be sure to follow online on Instagram at Mental Mastery Alliance and on Facebook at Mental Mastery Alliance. And remember, your perception creates your reality. Make it a great day. You got it, Pontiac.